Arjun Mathur is with me. Many, many congratulations, brother. You really made us proud. An international Emmy nomination for your part in Made in Heaven. Needless to say, it must feel very special. Thank you so much. Yeah, I have to say, I've been doing uh, what I do for 13 years. And, you know, it's been a long road riddled with a lot of insecurity and doubt and, uh, you know, all those things that the territory brings. Yeah. And I think, as you know, the conventional Bollywood commercial success, so to speak, has somewhat evaded me in these years. So it's great. I think this, something like this happening is just, there's no greater reinforcement, you know, which that says that it's okay. You're doing something right and just stay apart. You're doing lots right. Uh, <laughs> and I, I find that during the pandemic, you've really kept yourself very busy, Arjun. I mean, Gone Game, is it with your uh, Bridge Mohan Amar Rahe director? Uh, it is. And, and yeah. talk to me about that. I mean, was it filmed entirely in the pandemic? How did you go about it? I believe there's also a season two that's going to come up. Yeah. I mean, firstly, I want to clear up that I know I had two projects that were shot at home and released during the pan pandemic. There was a short film for Netflix, Home Stories and the gone game now i know that that seems like i had a really productive quarantine but together these were just like one week of shoot okay of like six seven months so my time was just as unproductive as anybody else's but yeah i was very fortunate that these two came and you know because it gave me the opportunity to really channelize all those feelings that we were all pretty much feeling universally and uh, yeah home stories was easier because it was just like a single actor single location kind of thing so you know we did it at home and that was easy. A Gone Game was in fact with Nikhil Bhatt, which gave me great confidence that he's going to do something interesting with this. And it was amazing. I mean, you know, because each of us, like six, seven of us actors all shot in our own homes with the resources we had at our disposal. And uh, I mean, when I see the end result, I didn't expect it to be that engaging. You know what I mean? And, and that was the, the motivation was always like, you know, we don't want this to be, we don't want the USP of this show to be that we've shot it in lockdown. We want it to be an engaging thriller and it's really nice to see that that's the way people have responded yeah and you know really full marks big ups to you because as far as being a journalist or a radio presenter or a television presenter is concerned unless you're doing news reportage on the ground you can continue doing what you're doing like I'm doing I mean you've yeah. got your, your songs your software on yeah. the computer and you connect yeah. I mean you miss out on me meeting people like you in the studio the pleasure of that but then you know you connect on on software or on call sure. and you get the job done yeah with you guys you've got to get your feet on the ground at least you know the principal characters you know the cameraman can have his mask on but you guys can't so yeah um are you now dealing with going back on the shooting floor with happiness bit of trepidation where are you at as far as that is concerned i was you know so i i uh, the only set i've been to i've been to two sets in the last six seven months one of them was a just a still photo shoot a promotional thing for the gone game second was an ad i did recently and i have to say that like there was a sense of nervousness you know and I guess maybe it's one of those things, you know, like you've been away from it for so long. And then it was like first day of school, you know, going going back after like summer vacation kind of thing with those butterflies in your stomach and like, Haan, jana bhi hai, nahi bhi jana. and you know, like now through the quarantine, I spent my time just not judging myself and not thinking about, you know, I think like we were pretty much going through a mass depression worldwide, you know. Yeah. And I thought it was really important for my own mental health to just do whatever the hell it is I feel like doing, whether it's like breaking my diet and eating all the fried food I want or drinking more alcohol than I usually consume. Or I just did things without any judgment or guilt and had six months of enjoying myself as much as I could. Because I thought that's the only way I found to deal with the emotions I was feeling, you know. 
know but finally when this first job came i was like oh my god am i ready am i ready to be back on a set you know so there was a bit of that but it's okay like the second i think with any of us you know we just like the second we get back on a set and get ready and once we're on the floor it's like there's nothing like it yeah you know we're just like all that trepidation everything goes for a toss and it's really home it's very beautifully put as a family man uh, with a wife and two kids i've always worried for my single actor friends you know and sure. uh, especially in times like this and it's important yeah. to have something or somebody yeah. you know maybe yeah. a counselor to talk to maybe the family so I, i hope you know you were living with your partner through it and you you had requisite mental support which is so important isn't it yeah absolutely absolutely i same thoughts i had many similar thoughts you know really feeling for all the people who are uh, living on their own in this time yeah honestly like even if you have a pet even that would help i think and i you we were very lucky cuz like literally like we were fostering a kitten and then lockdown was announced so we couldn't find her a home and now she's the fourth member of our family we have two cats now me my partner and we have two cats wow uh, I, i'm sorry to interrupt but this is ridiculously similar to farhan akhtar and shibani's case i mean i, I was chatting with shibani dandekar right. and she said exactly the same thing they were wow. coming back from a from a toofan uh, uh, yeah you know rehearsal boxing yeah. whatever and they found a dog and suddenly lockdown happened yeah <laughs> they were going to find a home for the dog and then yeah. shibani farhan decided to to keep him <laughs> it's awesome and i can't tell you like and and i can't tell you how many times through the quarantine the both of us were like thank god she came thank god she came because she brought just like such a such a required amount of energy and like love and happiness into the home like it was awesome we had a great time yeah this is lovely so i believe uh, our mutual friend the beautiful kolkata girl shiny gupta is the one who called you and broke the the wonderful news pray indeed. tell all <laughs> indeed and uh, even one step further shiny was actually on her way driving going by car to goa at the time to and she's staying in my home i have a home in goa which we let out on airbnb and stuff so she had booked my home and she was driving to go and stay at my house and wow. when i got this phone call and she was like and just the previous day it had rained a lot and there were some landslides and stuff and she had told me like i may not be driving tomorrow and i was like okay whatever let me know you know and the next day regular morning had breakfast drinking coffee and phone rings and she's like have you heard the news i got damn scared man first i was like <laughs> what bad news are you giving me today i don't want it you know <laughs> so and she was like look at your phone and i see this article from uh, deadline hollywood it took me a good 10 minutes to just my you know you would imagine one would see that and be like are mera naam hai mera naam hai but no my instant reaction was like what how can it be what it was this you know it was like uh, disbelief and like what this is a mistake someone's like screwing around with me someone's lying this is a misprint it's a joke all this stuff was going on for like a good part of 10 minutes uh, until aparna from amazon called and then ritesh messaged and it started becoming real that uh, wow this has really happened but yeah shayoni was definitely wow it's it's nice it's crazy that she was the one to bring me this news while she was going to stay in my house there's something happening there you know yeah, yeah. there is something happening that i completely agree yeah. with you this is such good news for the fraternity man i mean you look at these three projects and they're all as different from each other as chalk and cheese there's delhi crime yeah. Yeah. you know which really moved me shook me there's maiden heaven which mm-hmm. is 
you know, uh, made me through, go through a roller coaster of emotions, all kinds of wonderful emotions. And of course, there's four more shots, which yeah. is, you know, uh, who's to say we all need a bit of gossip, scandal and glamour in our lives. So, <laughs> so you must be really happy apart from, you know, being happy for yourself and Zoya and the team. You must be happy for yeah. Indian content just Absolutely. pushing the envelope last year. Absolutely. We've done a, we've done a great job. Yeah, I'll be honest, you know, like the last week or so, I've been in a bit of a frenzy of just like, doing interviews and like responding to all the people who are messaging me i'm running about 48 hours behind on actually getting back to people you know so it hasn't given me much time to actually stop and feel and think too much but so what's making it real for me is like the exchange with people you know like my how my family is feeling about it or how india is apparently feeling about it and i was talking to ali fazal if you know he sent me a really sweet message and and we were talking and I was like, you know, somewhere this is feeling now like it's a win for all of us, you know, like just this nomination, the fact that someone like us has gotten here is a huge win for actors like us and people like us who have always kind of tried to keep our focus on on content, you know. And yeah, it's great, great, great to see it be validated internationally like this, you know. I think it'll just push people to take more risks and, you know, push boundaries, get make better and better content. You know, I want maybe the OTT space and the way that we are starting to treat it and, you know, creating stuff for a much wider audience. I hope it starts to influence our films as well. Yeah, it's great. I think did this will see, really... Did you see both? Did you see four more shots as well as Delhi Crime? Other than your own shot? Did you manage to see them? I've, I've watched uh, Delhi Crime. I have not watched four more shots. I should, I know. Uh, yeah, it's it joins the list of a lot of stuff that I've missed, actually. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've, when, when the dialogue for this particular interview started happening, I, I was like, you know, because during the course of my prep, I was like, you know, I've interviewed Arjun thrice before. What yeah. is it that I've never asked him? And I was trying to rack yeah. my memory, even go through some older interviews. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I can't believe I never asked you that you assisted Mehra. You did, did, is it? I mean, yeah. you assisted yeah. Mehra. Was it only Rangde Basanti or some other films? And talk to me about that phase of your life. Yeah? Well, Rak- I got onto that film because I had been on a film called uh, The Rising, Mangal Pandey. Yeah. And uh, Ra- Rakesh had hired the same first AD from the UK. So who, you were assisting Ketan on The Rising. Is that I it? was, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Also, Shad Ali on Banti or Babli. I was a continuity supervisor on that. And But my first film was a film called Kyun Ho Gaya Na with Samir Karnik. And, of course. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Rangde Basanti, yeah. That I got on board because our first AD who was from the UK. And, he and sorry, to interrupt, sorry to interrupt. You were ADing because you wanted to get into direction or you no. felt as an actor it'll just enhance your skills? I was ADing because to me this was my college I did not I mean as you know I was me and Anchal did an acting course together all the way back in 2001 yeah. and that was it actually right after that I started assisting because I was just uh, didn't know what else to do you know I didn't go to college and stuff I knew I wanted to this is what I wanted to learn I saw no better way to do it than just get hands-on experience so didn't intend to do more than one or two projects but I did get greedy with the people I was getting to associate with so yeah and then finally Finally, Rangde Basanti came and that was amazing. Like as a as in a So complete ABS. that story. You were you were yeah. you were doing the rising and then you get a call. Yeah, yeah so uh, no uh, so the first AD we had on the rising was a man called Mick Ward, who was from the UK. And then he was hired by Rakesh on Rangde Basanti and he wanted 
his the same team that he had gotten comfortable with on the rising so that's how i got on board that film it was pretty amazing and i, I actually at that point i was almost played uh, you know the part that cyrus sahukar eventually played in the of film course, the radio I, jockey of course so yeah so crucial part did, yeah almost did that and didn't eventually yeah other than that uh, post that i did another ad with rakesh once and um, he's been actively testing me for i tested for both his films delhi 6 and bhag milkha bhag but of course market limitations would not allow me to be considered too heavily beyond a point you know that's nicely put <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah man he's it's it's yeah that's it that's um, haven't it's haven't met him in yeah i think the last time i met him was at one of our anniversary rangde basanti screenings we we tend to do those every now and then on republic day republic day was the release date of the film so Interesting. yeah 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 so you know this is wonderful so you know you you speak to zoya and she says i belong to the meera nair school of filmmaking you know because she assisted meera and you know that's where yeah. it comes in from and mm-hmm. in a lot of ways zoya zoya's involvement in your career is is wonderful because she keeps popping up in your career yeah uh, you've also been in a meera nair film which zoya wrote yeah. so you know like they always say there are few degrees of separation between absolutely between everybody yeah so have have you have you met uh, uh, you know meera since uh, or oh, yeah. often on do you guys exchange yeah. stuff and things like that yeah 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 absolutely we do i mean she's a staunch uh, supporter yeah i remember like i mean right from this was one of my first experiences was meera nair introducing me on stage at the toronto International Film Festival as her Migration. discovery. Migration, yeah. You know, wow. she was like, yeah, that was that was a huge moment. And um, yeah, I've always shared my stuff with her whenever it's whenever I have found it worthy enough to share with her. And she's been actively testing me for every. She wants me everywhere. She does. It's true. And but it depends. At the end of it, honestly, she's always true to the character. And you know, it's always about okay for this particular thing, this person fits better. But we're you know we're waiting for the opportunity to. Uh, collaborate again she tested me for a suitable boy i was i auditioned for reluctant fundamentalist also so i know i'm there and it's it's so valuable to just be existing up there in the you know as the first few options that these directors think of for parts that they need really good performers for you know i'm really i feel really blessed so yeah. what really is according to you this particular brand the, the meera nair zoya school of filmmaking i mean i know they're radically different people meera's this yeah. feisty punjaban and, yeah. and zoya's got so many other you know influences yeah. she's yeah. more cosmopolitan a world a citizen of the yeah. world okay. yeah and you've associated with both of them what's so unique about these phenomenal ladies i think first and foremost is just a level of authenticity that they want to bring into their work a sensitivity you know yeah i think it's something really special that's missing from which and and it's something that was very like i think meera's influence was very apparent in made in heaven as well you know because it's just that it's just i think it's possible to tell the most fantastical of stories but if you ground the reality of your content and kind of just like treat it with a little bit of authenticity i think you can tell any kind of story you know what i mean and i think that's what they do and everything is treated with extreme respect and i think that's it really i don't know what else it's 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 high it's high on quality you know i think and i think it's also a certain understanding of like entertaining while being able to say something i i believe ah. it's important to for content to not just be empty you know i think like we all have a voice we some people are yet to find it or whatever it is i think it's important for 
a filmmaker to like infuse their material with their voice you know and what is it that you're trying to say that's really so i think both of them are really good at saying what they want to say while entertaining us and having us feel all those emotions that they're so good yeah, that, at you know that's really well answered now yeah. i know that there's a span on the works because of the pandemic for made in heaven 2 yeah but eventually when you get back on that set will the weight of the world be on arjun mathur's shoulders i got nominated for an international ebby for this character i have to yeah. deliver man you know everybody's going to be looking at me or are you going to try to be a little nonchalant about it how how is it going to be man it's not easy no i have to try to i, I have to treat it with uh, nonchalance would be a little bit of disrespect also because sure. i do understand what a big deal this is and uh, the responsibility that it puts on me but that being said it can't affect my work it can't affect how i approach my work or i can't be thinking while giving a shot nahi yaar emmy nominated actor kaise ye shot deta hai you know <laughs> so my approach has always been to approach it on th- authentically and be as true as i can to where that character is coming from where he's going what he's feeling in that moment and and that's why i'm here and i damn well better continue doing that because i think that's exactly what will take me wherever i have to go what is this film with uh, anshuman jha that you've done i'm uh, sorry it, i don't yeah. know about it would you just no, uh, tell us yeah. about it yeah it's not done yet we were ab- supposed to leave for the uk on like the 5th of april or something like that okay no like literally in a week i think we were leaving around 25th of march or something like literally 10 days before the lockdown happened and it's a sweet little it's a small film called lord curzon ki haveli that uh, he has written and is directing anshuman and it's been my first interaction with him as well and i i really i i really like what we have i we, we connect quite a bit and we managed to like bring a pretty uh, you know interesting cast together in paramrata uh, and rasika duggal and abir abrar who is doing it that's how the cast stands as i last heard but uh, yeah really looking forward to this it was giving me like the character is something i've not done before and uh, yeah it was just something that uh, you know i've been really picky about stuff i've always been picky and post made in heaven even more so i think i really like i don't know what happened but i was just like saying no to stuff left right and center for a good year and so i was really happy that at least this one thing has come which has excited me enough to be a part of it and it wasn't bothering me that it's small or whatever it is yeah so that's that's lord curzon ki haveli let's see with now we're trying to figure out when we can pick it up again because it's a quick like 20 day shoot in the uk and we'll be done yeah, and i like anshuman's energy he's got something very unique about him very <laughs> unique a, very special spark kind of guy you know? yeah absolutely <laughs> little light bulb po- yeah positive <laughs> like just you know and all this energy like i like being around it you know a lot of people would ask you this have you done the circuit have you been to la to london uh, circulated your work have you gotten yourself an agent because you know now with diversity and inclusion uh, yeah. indian actors are, are very much in demand or at least uh, you know actors of indian yeah. origin so have you done that whole circuit i know a few years ago you did a a, a channel 4 series called indian summers yeah it was a result of you doing the circuit how yeah. did you get cast for that so just the international market now. initially uh, in london got myself an agent there got indian summers as a result of that and as of last year last year i was in chicago because i was i received this award at uh, the chicago south asian film festival and um, so i used that opportunity to also make the trip to la met all the agents and managers and producers and casting directors that i possibly could had a really good trip and uh, i have a manager in la now um yeah and definitely it's 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 where my sights are set for sure to uh, not only but also i i want to work all over the place i want to work internationally as much as i want to here and yeah i really just want to do everything i can <laughs> 
Nice. So I'm yeah. going to ask you one of those cliched questions. When yeah. you're a straight man, how do you kiss a man on screen? How do you manage? I mean, you've done it twice now. Yeah. Yeah. At last count. Well, um, it's like I think a large part of whatever fear or anxiety you might have about it, you put aside when you've taken the job up. You know, it's like once you've said yes, then now you stop whining about what your tensions are. You know. But that being said, I think each time that I had to do it, naturally, uh, like. 12 hours before the shoot i'd be like a little bit like i'd have to psych myself up a bit but finally when you're on set and you know it's just a job and there's like 50 people there supporting you to help you get it done as fast as you can so just shut up and put your plaster your girlfriend's face on whoever you have to kiss and go for it you know that's also one thing that helps i find is um, most of the men or all the men that i did this with were all straight men and yeah it helps a little bit to kind of just acknowledge that discomfort that naturally you both are feeling slightly and once you just put it on the table and then you both nervous in it together and then you both jump into it together and it works out well yeah so the conversations with vikrant and you for example were like that you know just like well vikrant and me it was just like one one day that we shot and there wasn't much you know i think to some level is just you know how men deal with things man it's just like ha bhai theek hai na ha ha theek hai ready chale kare chalo chalo karte hain not too much talking about it yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> yeah very very well said is there a skill you, that you picked up in lockdown other than shooting and taking care of your of your lovely cat there you is, know some of us are I, working I, on software some of us are you yeah. know have you, what, what is it you picked up i picked up making chai i'm not a tea drinker and i never knew how to make tea <laughs> and uh, uh, during the lockdown i started for my girlfriend uh, making tea every morning and apparently i have become so good that i could even be the next prime minister who knows <laughs> so what is it you put adrak or you put some something else i mean it depends on what she wants usually she just wants like a adrak overdose she wants it yeah. to go up her nose and also i started with that and then slowly now i it depends on how she's feeling uh, if she's in the mood for masala then i put kali mirch cinnamon elaichi and long well done. and adrak yeah so these five <laughs> when she wants masala chai otherwise she just wants ginger Yeah. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Is is it true you almost said no to made in heaven? I mean, and did you what did you spend a night on the script and then come back and say let's do it? Yeah, no, I don't think it actually ever got to a point of almost saying no. It was like just a apprehension that I shared because incidentally like the first time I went in for an audition, the first time I was called, they did not reveal to me that the character is that of a homosexual man. Rightfully so because I had done it twice before in my career, they thought that when I hear that I lose some interest, you know. And yes, when I did go in for my first meeting with Zoya and Nitya, I shared that apprehension and said that you know I've done this twice before. Why don't some Why don't like some other actors challenge themselves with it? And like I don't want to just be doing this, you know. So I said that, but she just said to me, "Take it home, read it." And uh, I took it home immediately. I finished reading those nine episodes. and i was just like man thank god this has come to me you know there was not a like from the the second i put it down all that apprehension was gone because like i don't think there had been anything unlike this that was that had taken such a loud uh, and clear stance you know towards and and was making such strong points about like misogyny patriarchy in support of the queer community and all these things i think were things that i want i wanted to be a part of that voice simple so i jumped into it there are two breeds of actors one breed of actors who say whatever happens in my personal life and 
all the upheavals, all the happiness that I go through have nothing to do with my performance. You know, mm-hmm. I perform instinctively. And there is another strand of actors who turn around and say, I am the actor I am today because of experiences that I've been through in my personal life. I mean, yeah. it is no secret that, you know, you, you didn't have it easy in your early, li- early life. Mm-hmm. You lost your mom. You know, so which breed of actors do you belong to? Do you feel that all those upheavals, loss, happiness, joy, sometimes complete lows go into your layers and making as an actor? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, I must say that there's elements of both kinds of people in me because I do believe that uh, there's only so much of acting that you can be taught or rehearse or trained for. You know, I think like, at least I can speak for myself, the kind of person I am, I certainly need to reach into my own memory banks and find emotions that I have felt, you know. So in that respect, everything life has made, all the experience life has given me. I think, yeah, I I do think that experience makes an actor because if you've not experienced these emotions, I don't know if you know entirely what you're doing. Sure, you're acting based on some idea of how this, what this emotion might be like. But if you've had those experiences, then you really have like a solid well to draw upon from, you know. So yeah, I certainly do that. but that being said, once I'm on a, once I'm on set, it's like you psych yourself mentally to emotionally bring yourself to where you need to be and then leave yourself there open enough to be able to respond instinctively. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I know what so, you mean. There's only so much prep you can do and then you leave yeah, the rest to what's yeah, happening. Yeah, beca- because a lot of me also is, uh, you know, a lot of people ask me like, how did you prefer- prepare for this part or that part? And honestly, I think like the only preparation things have really taken from me is when I needed to actually change something about myself, how I speak or how I move or if stuff like that needs to change, then sure, that takes preparation. But on a general level, I'm very instinctive with my... Uh, you know, if you just present to me like, okay, this guy is like somewhat fits within my demographic, urban, yevo, whatever, then it takes no work from me, unfortunately. You know, I just go and like do things as naturally and instinctively as they come and it works out well, you know. So uh, what did you pick up from the formal training you've had? I mean, what did you pick up for, from Barry John, for example, and, and Strasbourg, for example, because you've been to both places and those mm-hmm. are the formal bits of training that you've yeah. had. What have you picked up from those two? I think both these places have provided me with tools to be able to easily reach into my memory banks and use them effectively. Basically, you know, there are things like sense memory and emotional memory and physical memory and muscle memory and all these things are just tools, you know, and 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 similarly, different techniques have different tools. Like there's also the Meisner technique in which also I did a much shorter course, but just to see what's different, you know, and that the Stanislavski Strasberg method, what it is essentially teaching you is to draw upon your personal experience. Whereas the Meisner technique is training you to be as in the moment as you can and just respond to the stimuli that you're receiving externally, you know. But I feel that I just pick and choose the best of whatever I want, you know, and for different scenes and situations, different things work. Well, the hardest work, of course, goes into the most intense emotional scenes. And for those, usually I find myself using some tools to help me reach an emotional place, you know, from my own memory banks, be it music or just like sitting and thinking about some terrible time in your life or whatever, you know. You think the film business is getting a raw deal in terms of uh, this whole scandal that's erupted? I mean, I've had actor friends turning around to me and saying, man, I there's so much rampant drug use, for example, in young corporate India. You know, yeah. they have lawyer friends or uh, friends who 
have startups also consuming yeah. drugs, you know, people in other professions. And all of a sudden, there's this whole rage against yeah. the media and the film business as yeah. being propagators of this. So where do you stand as far as that is concerned? I don't want you to name anything, talk mm. but at a very general level, your thoughts on it. You know what, first and foremost, let me just say that Bollywood is not at all where I encountered drugs for the first time or anything. I was 10 years old, walking on Marine Drive with my parents when I saw drug addicts on the street for the first time. Or later in life, when I lived in Delhi and I was, you know, walking through Nizamuddin Basti and the rampant drug use and sale that takes place there. So as far as a cleanup is concerned, I really don't think it's a Bollywood cleanup that's required. It's a much more systemic cleanup, you know. I think right now, What's happening is Bollywood's a really soft target, first of all, always has been. It's because we leave ourselves absolutely vulnerable to brickbats and hate as much as we leave ourselves vulnerable to appreciation and love. You know, besides that, I think like earlier in earlier decades, there's been like a clear barrier between films and audience, you know, and suddenly it's gone. You know, like anyone can come and say whatever, they can come spit on you and go away, you know, in so to speak. And, and I think this is also a slightly human tendency you know, okay, uh, Bollywood has been on such a pedestal for so many years and now given the opportunity and in these times of like such, uh, you know, where with such disparity between the privileged and the underprivileged and stuff, I think like these are the times we live in, you know, we're pulling all kinds of people off all these pedestals that we've had them on. That being said, I think it's totally unfair and uncalled for the way Bollywood is being targeted right now. We're not some murderous cartel or drug dealers or all that stuff. We're just artists trying to do our work, entertain, survive, have some fun while we do it. Whatever. And this you is know. your nine to five. This is your nine to five. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and this takes place everywhere just because... Bollywood is its so much fun to consume Bollywood and so much fun to read about it and write about it and sensationalize it that it just becomes, okay, what it becomes more than anything is the easiest possible distraction from the Real far issues. larger issues that are taking place in our country on a daily basis. Today you've heard something, yesterday you've heard something else, day before you've heard something else. None of those things have our attention because, yeah, so I mean like whatever this is going on, you know, whether this person consumes marijuana or not or this person whatever it's affecting those four or five people you know it's affecting that star and their management and their family and that's it what about the issues in our country which are affecting millions you know let's like shine some focus and attention there and talk about those things is really what i think you know that's very 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 well answered arjun conversations with you are a total joy witnessing performances from you is an even greater joy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so, so much. So keep doing the Thank great so job uh, that you're doing. Many congratulations on the International Emmy nomination again. And uh, uh, we'll speak soon. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, Ishiki. See you soon. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye.